Hi, this is singer-songwriter Elizabeth Edwards. Welcome to Giving Voice to Recovery, a place we share ideas and experience for the purpose of inspiring you on your recovery journey. I am so glad you've joined me for this series of conversations with my dear friend, Christina Wanzelak. You may know Christina from her book, The Lost Years, her work on TLC's groundbreaking show, Addicted, or her television docuseries, Codependent, which premiered on Lifetime and A&E. Christina is credited with helping thousands of addicts and their families through her work as an international interventionist. In this week's episode of Coffee with Christina, we discuss recovery and self-esteem. We share our tips on how to start to rebuild self-esteem and to start living a resilient recovery. So, hey, good to see you. I got my cup of coffee. You have your coffee with you? I don't have my water today. I have water and coffee. I'm a, I still drink two-fisted. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. Actually, when I sing in the coffee houses for years, I would always have a coffee and a water. I say, you know what? Some things have changed and some things have not changed, right? I'm still a two-fisted drinking woman. It's just coffee and water. So anyway, I've got a little bit of a <clears throat> allergy sound in my throat today. So I hope that doesn't throw anybody off. I'm not sick or anything. It's just, you know, lots of allergy stuff. Um, but anyway, hey, I wanted to talk today about the things that you do or that you did in early recovery and the things you're doing today and recommendations, ideas, suggestions that you would recommend to somebody um, on built, rebuilding self-esteem and sobriety in their recovery. What are some things that have worked for you? What are some things that you're doing today that you've learned along the way? We're going to start with, that's our question for the day. Right. Good questions. And I think a lot, oh, I think I, tell me before I answer that, I'm curious, what, what, what were your top things? <laughs> you, you always do this to me. You're, so, cute. You're yeah. so funny. It's a setup. It's a setup. Um, my top things are anything to do with accountability. Something I learned really early in yeah. life, in my recovered life, was that the hardest thing in the world for me to do when I was out there was to show up when I said I'd show up, do what I said I was going to do. I just was so unpredictable. My whole life became this like walking reaction and I just never knew where I was going to be. And I would say I was going to be there and I wouldn't be there. So self-esteem came through the actions of saying what I was going to do and then doing what I was, you know, do what I said I was going to do. So it was matching up, you know, I tell the truth of what this is the intention. And then here's the action that matches the intention. And if I couldn't make it match, it was on me to um, communicate the difference. So it, it was important for me to start really matching my actions and my words. That was number one. The second one was simple, simple, simple stuff like start your day off by making your bed, cleaning up your messes, putting the fine point on the end of the day with, you know, the dishes are done and put away, get up in the morning, make the bed. And then anything else in the middle of the day would feel so unpredictable to me. I would just feel like it was out of control, but at least I had made the bed and I could end the day. And in the beginning of the day is easier 
it, it was easier for me. I could get up out of bed and make the bed. That was easier for me. But if I could just end cap the beginning and the end of a day, then I could feel like I had some kind of what we would call good orderly direction. Good orderly direction is the acronym, as you know, Christina, for people who have a hard time getting in touch with a higher power. It's an acronym, G-O-D, good orderly direction. Just start with that. And the third one is anything to do with self-care, which I know you and I are both big proponents of walking and exercise and that kind of stuff. So self-care, because that's the 180 degree turn from self-destructive behavior, self-care. So those are my three. I would say my three are probably very similar, universal for those of us, I think, in recovery. I think particularly in the beginning of my sobriety, you know, I, I, I gave my power and my self-esteem away one incident at a time. I only got it back one incident at a time and doing really simple things. I really appreciate that you said that, like, you know, being somebody that found her recovery in 12 step rooms. I think one of the, the first esteemable acts I did on a regular basis was take service commitments where I would show up early and set up chairs or help make coffee or hand out literature or, or be the greeter at, an, at a meeting. You know, those, um, those commitments of being of service to others, I think probably were one of the number one ingredients to my, my healing. Um, and every time I showed up, it was like, you know, picking up a piece of myself that dropped off somewhere along the way. I think um, the self-care for sure, that's been a huge part of my recovery, the walking. I know you and I have talked about that a lot, but even when I was homeless and, or when I was living in the van and I was first getting sober, when I'd have those moments where I was certain that, I don't know, sometimes I felt so much, like so much shame and so much self-hatred and just so much, like feeling was so much after being addicted for so long that uh, I, and I felt like I might drown in it. So I would just step outside my van and walk, you know, like walk in one direction and I would tell God or whatever, talk out loud to the universe about all my problems. And then on the way back, I would talk about the things I was grateful for. And so I love that. Yeah, I love that. Talk about that a little bit. What, what, what's that about? Just really like, yeah, what, well, what does that I, represent? I think, uh, you know, like I said, at that time, living in that van, um, or even still today, because it's still something I use today, being able to talk out loud all the things that I'm struggling with. And, and um, you know, it's a process of getting them out of me, right? Like mm -hmm. just talking them out loud. It, I don't know, it relieves them on the inside when you put them on the outside, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and that process of that self-expression and that faith that something is listening. Right. Was, I mean, I'm hearing all these like really good things and that gratitude coming back. And then the gratitude, yeah. which is, you know, probably, I don't know, for those of us in recovery, I think a universal um huge coping mechanism, right? When you sit down and you write out or, or talk out loud 
uh, the things that you're grateful for, it's really difficult to be in self-pity and self-hatred and all that self-esteem and all those negative emotions. It's hard for them to coexist when you're talking about the things that you're grateful for. And so when I hike, like even still today, and when I'm hiking up, you know, up the mountain and I'm talking about the things I'm struggling with and all the way back down the mountain, the things that I'm grateful for, by the time I get to my car, I feel rinsed and relaxed and relieved and grateful. And when I was homeless and I was living in the van first getting sober, I mean, you know, it's hard to find, you know, a big long list of things (laughs) to be grateful for, but but back then it was just like so simple, right? That I was grateful that I was not sleeping on the street. And yeah. I was grateful that I had some place to be at eight o'clock at night, you know, to set up these chairs at this stupid meeting, you know, whatever it was. And just knowing people were going to be there. Like, yeah. And some of them even looked forward to seeing me, you know, like there was a lot of healing in that. I think too, something that you said about um, gratitude, when I was also instructed early in my recovery to start creating a gratitude list. And we in recovery circles, we have whole months. And I mean, it's a it's gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, it almost becomes a way of life. You said, it's really hard to think about drinking, or self pity, when you're looking for the good when you're looking for what's good about this the gratitude in it. And when you start practicing that as a way of life, I think it it becomes a very powerful foundation. I, in my good orderly direction in the morning, I will, I, at first, when I first started trying to do gratitude, they said, write a list, a gratitude list in the morning. And it was like, at first I could hardly think of anything to be gratitude. It was literally a foreign concept to me at that time when I was, and it was like, but now it's like, I go as deep as I can with that. But I loved, I loved, I heard you talk about that before where you, you walk out with your problems and then you come back with gratitude. So such an important practice. Speaking of, you know, um, being sober, you know, being sober 28 years, right? So I've, I've grown up sober and to your point of it's a design for living, right? The gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, It's a design for living. And I feel so fortunate that I have grown up with the foundation of gratitude in my life, which goes far beyond, you know, sobriety or, or, you know, just the 12 step rooms in which I get sober. And, you know, I've raised my kids sober. So I love it. I love hearing and seeing how, the foundations upon which I have lived my life shows up in the lives of my children. So, and the gratitude thing, like raising my kids and always teaching them and just that, you know, a things can always be worse and there's always something to be grateful for, always something to be grateful for. And, and so, you know, and like fast forward, you know, when my husband died, obviously the father of my children died. Uh, you know, I love that my daughter Savannah today, you know, she'll something really bad will happen or whatever. And she'll say, well, you know, mama, at least no one died today. <laughs> like, you know, it can always be worse. And there's always something to be grateful for. And I'm grateful that no one died today. Like mm-hmm. no one I love died today. So I, I love that somehow 
out of complete tragedy and wreckage, she found, I don't know, do you know, I don't know if I'm articulating. Oh, absolutely. I, I think gratitude, yeah, it fosters resilience. Gratitude fosters resilience because if I ask the question, so I, I believe that if you ask a better question, you'll get a better answer. I used to ask questions like when I was using and drinking and living in a really destructive way, I'd say, well, why does this always happen to me? What's wrong with me? I learned to start saying, what can I do to contribute? How, what's good about this? Um, how can I get better? What can I do about this? I started taking that back and asking a better question, getting a better answer. I heard a thing about gratitude one time that made me like I was having a hard time with gratitude. And so I was looking at some, I, I can't remember if I read it or I heard it, but it was really profound. And it was, if you can't get in touch with what you're grateful today, sit down with a pen and paper and write down everything that you want to have in your life tomorrow. If you don't write it down, I want pretend like it won't be there tomorrow. If you can't remember it to put it on that paper, it won't be there tomorrow. And I did that. And the list was really long. And I, just, I went, oh, wow, that's your gratitude list. Mm -hmm. If you want it in your life tomorrow, and you get in touch with it, what if it was gone today? It takes you out of that place of apathy and taking things for granted. It brings it down to that very simple um, in-touchness with how blessed we really are. Think about how blessed we really are. And when you get in touch with that in the most simple, basic way, I think you get the closer to a higher power that you can. And I use the word higher power, God, whatever it is that kept you on the planet long enough to get to recovery. There's a reason for you to be here. There's a purpose in everybody's life. And I think it's really easy to get away from thinking, oh, well, what have I done with my life? I'm a waste. It's over. And it feels final. No, it's not. There's another day. The story's not over. You're still here. And the way out is to be in touch with that gratitude. That's the first step towards resilience, which I believe that's, I want, I don't want to just survive recovery. I want to have a resilient recovery. So that's, that's why self-esteem is important to me because I didn't just get clean and sober to, to just like get by. I want a life. I want a life. I want to create a beautiful life. And that takes self-esteem. Self-esteem enough thinking enough of yourself that you have something to contribute. That's why I loved what you talked about with finding a place to give another really. And when you're grateful, you know, you have something to give because you just wrote a list of all the things you had to give, or you just thanked God for all the things you have to give. When you have it, you can give it. I really liked too what you said last week or whatever it was about, you know, always bringing something like bringing something to every interaction that I'm yes. with every day. And whether that's like, you know, a compliment or, you know, I hope this, I hope, you know, what I've learned is that I hope that I leave every interaction throughout my day a little better than when I came, right? Like that whatever I bring to that interve intervention, <laughs> bring to that interaction, 
especially the interventions. <laughs> that I um, that I leave everyone touched better. Yes. Right? I just hope at the end of the day, I said this last time, I hope at the end of the day when I lay my head on the bed at night, I hope I can I can say, you know, that I did love, right? Like I did love and I did service in all areas of my life today to the best of my ability. And sometimes my ability is really good and sometimes it's shit, but I do, I do my best, right? <laughs> yes. It's funny and it's easy to judge ourselves, but I think intention goes a long way when it comes to the, ser- the spirit of service and contribution. Um, those gratitude, service, contribution, commitment, integrity, those are principal foundations, I believe, of rebuilding self-esteem in recovery, which is a huge part of long-term recovery. So for anybody who's listening, who wants to ask questions of myself or Christina, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Send us your questions through either uh, Giving Voice to Recovery uh, dot com or through Christina's channels, which is her Instagram and her website. Any, any place else people can find you, your website. That's probably easiest. Instagram, yeah, that's fun too to follow. 